Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, I'd welcome a very, very special guest from Alberta, Canada, Ken Lowicki, who is a channeler. He also is an animal communicator, and it is such an honor to have you tonight, Ken. How are you? I'm fabulous. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited, too. You're you're my second Canadian guest, so that's very (laughs) exciting. Um, Yay! I'm glad to be your second one. Yes! I can, well, you know, I have relatives from Canada, so, you know, I'm kind of partial to Canada, so. Mm. So, Ken, you started in 2004. Will you let my audience know what drove you to do this? Well, way back in 2004, it was, um, like, I grew up in, a, in an environment where you weren't allowed to talk about anything spiritual, not, nothing like that. It was like, you don't you know, mention anything unless you can prove it or whatever. If it's not provable, it's not real. And so um, in 2004, I had a major spiritual awakening where my whole life was flipped upside down. Um, I was basically grew, grew up like as a hardcore alcoholic and drug user and all that. And then in 2004, I had like a, a basically a big aha moment where everything, all my cravings were taken from me, all my addictions and everything. So my whole world was like just completely flipped upside down. And, and then in doing that, um, I, I had to do everything I had to to stay sober. So I joined Alcoholics Anonymous. And, you know, in that program, they talk about seeking a, you know, a higher self and a version like a, you know, a higher power and all this stuff. So I started on the search in this road for discovery of, you know, spiritual kind of different, um, I checked out a few religions and all that Mm -hmm. and spirituality. And then that's when my whole entire journey began. And I've just been going at it ever since and loving it. And it's been a beautiful journey. (laughs) Wow. So is there any particular thing that you woke up one day and you decided to communicate with the afterlife? Not really. Like when I was a child, I used to have, you know, like your imaginary friend and mm-hmm. I used to communicate all the time with them as a, as a child. But then, you know, being in this, 
North American kind of environment, at least the one that I was in, you know, I got teased if you were doing stuff like that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I eventually kind of got drilled out of me that you don't talk to your, you know, your spirit, your imaginary friends and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But then when 2004, what happened was I really started to um, work on honing and developing my spiritual abilities just because I love it. And even to this day, like it's something that I really wanted to grow and it didn't I wasn't one of those people where it just came naturally and easy to me I actually had to work at it really really hard and disciplined over many 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 years and uh, I just started off like where I would just sense a presence in my room and you know and that and that was going on for months and months and months when I'd just sit quietly and I'd notice this presence in my room and then uh, many months and years later I would notice the presence would move and then many months and years later I noticed that it was my deceased father who had died in 2001 and then he came to me in 2004 and he taught me how to channel so eventually I could get to a point where I could teach others how to channel, but I had to work like really hard at just developing my abilities where I could eventually, after several, many years, I would eventually be able to have a full-blown conversation with them. But I wasn't one of those naturally gifted people. So I, I kind of, you know, I wish I kind of was, but I'm not. But the good thing about that is now I can relate to my students where if they're like, I don't know how, like how like, they're mm-hmm. very, you know, some of them, some of my students are super naturally gifted. They come right in, they're just rocking it right off the bat. But a lot of them, a good majority, they're like right at the beginning where I was. And I can so relate to them because I'm like, I totally get you. I know what <laughs> you're going through. And, 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 and like, oh, you're sensing a presence. or you can mm-hmm. kind of hear a little bit here and there. Or you can see a clairvoyant, like a, a visual or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. And it's so beginner level. And that's where I was for many like at least 10 to 12 years at the beginning it was it was pretty tough pretty tough those first uh, 10 years at least well i think what's really amazing about you telling people that it goes to show that everybody has this ability everybody if you can mm-hmm. develop it and you harness it you can do amazing things with it yeah, and and that's what I really take pride in enjoying now. So what I did is, like, I'm not going to lie, this is being fully honest and transparent. Those early 10 to 15 years were extremely difficult. Like, there was times when I felt, like, depressed. I was like, am I making this up? Am I going mm-hmm. crazy? I had no one to help me with it and guide me through it. There was nobody out there at that time, way back in the early 2000s, to help me through that part of my journey. So then what I, and like, there was points where I was almost, like, suicidal. I really was. It was that bad. Oh. But then what I did is I just kept persisting through it. And I'm like, you know what? What if I could actually, you know, develop curriculum and I could create curriculum where I could actually help people get through those early stages of their mm-hmm. development where they don't have to go through the hurdles and the struggles quite as hard as difficult as I had to. And I can help them to accelerate their growth. And they don't have to take 10, 15, 20 years to figure it out on their own. And a lot of people never would, right? And right. so what if I could actually help them get through those early days and those hurdles and those like, you know, things where there's maybe things that are maybe not of the light that are affecting them and how mm-hmm. to identify them and then what to do with it. So I developed all that stuff from scratch and I created entire like weekend workshops on channeling. The name of my company is called channelinginc.com and I focus and devote my life to this one thing and this one thing only and that's teaching people how to channel so that they don't have to, you know, they have a mentor, they have someone who can help support them through this developing these abilities and one of the biggest reasons I do this is because in my I feel that like learning to channel is the foundation to all spirituality Mm 
And when someone could really hone their abilities and get these channeling abilities down path, everything else falls into place to do with spirituality. It really is, in my opinion, one of the major and most important foundation foundational keys that anyone oh I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. like yeah. foundational keys to learning how to channel yeah. is so 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 important in one's spiritual journey oh definitely and you know what's really amazing when I look on your website your prices are so reasonable on mm-hmm. your zoom channeling like extremely reasonable one of the things that I've I've learned is like my, my mission in my life is to make this world a better place by teaching people how to channel. And so there's prices out there that I've seen, you know, like, you know, $6,000 and crazy amount of prices. And I've had students who've taken tens of thousands of dollars worth of trainings and come to my training. And they're like, wow, I got more than all those like 20 or 30 years of tens of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, that's good because my mission is to make this world a better place by teaching people how to channel. And to do that, I want to make, keep my prices low so that it can reach the masses because I truly do feel you know, just think how much better this world would be if everyone learned how to channel their spirit guides and then followed their spirit guides' guidance, yes. even just a little bit. Like how much better this world could be. Could be. So exciting. I get excited, as you can tell. I don't know if you can hear my no, passion. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> of course, my one of my most interesting things in the cl- one of the classes I really want to take for you is animal communication intro. Mm-hmm. I am, I am a huge animal advocate. I'm, I'm like. I'm almost all the way vegan now. I've been a vegetarian for over 30 years. Um, awesome. And I have five animals. I have two exotic birds, two dogs, and a cat. And it's always been like that around me. And that is just amazing that you put importance on animals. Yeah. When I developed my curriculum, I was only focused on channeling, like teaching people how to channel and all this mm-hmm. and that. And, and then what I realized, though, I was, I was like, oh, wait, there's a huge market for people out there who want to learn animal communication and learn it properly. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to develop an animal communication course. And the reason why I did this is because it's basically channeling. But instead of channeling spirit guides or, you know, angels, spites, mm-hmm. fairies, all those other things that, that do exist and they are real, um, instead yeah. of channeling them, why don't we channel animals and why don't I develop curriculum around that? So my, I have a intro channeling course for people if they want to just get, you know, some, just a really um, entry level, really inexpensive um, way to kind of get them to see if this is something for them. And then I developed the intro intro animal communication, just again, same thing. Hey, let's play with this. Let's communicate with one of your animals. Let's see how that works. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can do this. This is cool. And then, <laughs> oh, let's communicate with one of your deceased animals or pets that you've had before. And, wow, I could do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if this is something that interests you, then you can continue on. And, and then I do have a full animal communication certification program at the very end of my channeling level three, mm-hmm. where you will actually be a certified animal communicator. And it is super, super crazy advanced. I teach people like remote viewing. I teach people how to do medical mediumship on animals. Oh, wow. I teach people how to channel other people's animals and, and all that stuff. And plus, you you know, connecting with guides and all the other stuff that yeah. goes along with it. It's super advanced, super fun. People love it. Like love, 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 yeah. love, love animal oh. communication. <laughs> I know I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about doing it (laughs) (laughs) so fun i mean i just love well i I just love my animal friends so much i've always been animal sensitive i just love them 
Mm-hmm. But you said Did something. Did you know that mm-hmm. you're... Go ahead. Go, oh, go ahead. you go ahead. What you? Go, don't forget your question, but uh, I was going to say, did you know that your your animals actually have spirit guides? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I teach people not just how to channel their animals and the soul and uh, find out what's going on with the animal, but also, also communicate with their spirit guides, the animal spirit, the pet spirit guides. That's amazing. Cool. I'm just so excited. <laughs> You're going to see me in one of your Zoom classes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, love it. I'm excited for you. <laughs> oh, I would definitely. I, I love classes anyway, so I'd be really excited about that. You mentioned something about the fae, fairies. Yeah. I yeah. love that stuff, too. Oh, my gosh. So tell me a little bit about them, how, your view on them, and how do you channel those <laughs> little suckers? You know, they're, they're so deceiving. There's so many different races and kinds and... They're amazing. Yeah, so you definitely have fairy energy about you, and a lot of us do. And if, even if someone doesn't, they can still channel them. So fairies, mm-hmm. um, sprites, fairies, crystal divas, they all do exist. They are real. And I do teach people how to channel them in my Channeling Level 3 workshop where I actually take them through actually going ahead and channeling them. It's so cool because they are real. And then finding out like what makes them unique. And you're right, there are so many different... Um, Variants, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but just uh, different kind of species of uh, of fairies yeah. and sprites and all that stuff, and even crystal divas. Like they're pretty cool in themselves, and they're mm-hmm. all relatively in a similar kind of class. And what's neat about them is they like what they like, and you know, when you get to know them, like so. A lot of my clients, they have like fairy gardens, and you know, they put out water for them and little plants and stuff mm-hmm. for them to hang yeah. out, in. and they really do. They hang out. And that's great. I love this because they're so part of our earth and part of our environment. Um, and they just love when we give them that attention and communicate with them and connect with them. And oh, they're just so much fun. Yeah. They are really um, energetic yes. and they can be a little mischievous in a way, in some ways, not not in a bad way, but just kind of you know, mm-hmm. mischievous in a fun way. Um, and, and there are really interesting qualities about them that I love connecting my students with them so that they can learn how to connect with them themselves. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever connected with the crystal diva. You know, I'm working with crystals right now. Yeah. So not yeah. all crystals have crystal divas. It doesn't mean that the crystals aren't useful. They can still be super powerful and useful, even if they don't have crystal divas associated with mm-hmm. them. But there are some crystals that actually do have a crystal diva. So I do teach people how to channel, um, do psychometry, where they can actually read the crystals mm-hmm. and actually get information directly from the crystals. And then what I do is I have them also, after that, I have them connect with the crystal diva to get even more information. Um, first, I have them get to know the crystal diva first and, and who they are as a, you know, like get to know them. And then I have them, uh, my students, are like get more information about what the crystal does, uh, even more elaborate um, information about like how it helps a person. And yeah, it's just super cool. So crystal divas are right in alignment with the... Uh, fairies and the sprites and all those other elementals (laughs) you know it's so funny because i interviewed a couple fairy experts and and they always say put salt by your doors so the fairies can't come in from your garden because they like to hide things and you know like you said they (laughs) like to do stuff like that they won't come in because they're so meticulous they'll count the salt grains 
that you put down. <laughs> so I always thought that was so cute. So I do that every yeah. summer. I plant a little garden for them of herbs and sunflowers and stuff. And then I use my sea salt and put them by every door for my, you know, around my house for my protection. But then I think about that. It's like, I don't need my keys taken today. No. <laughs> I can't be late. I, I got to, you know, salt. So it's really cool. I mean, I find them really magical and amazing. Mm -hmm. And I have a, a yeah, great I, deal of respect for them, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're so fun and playful. Like when you, a lot of people, they when they first connect with a, a spider or fairy, they're like, oh, my goodness. Like, wow. They're mm -hmm. just like so fun and playful and high energy. And, blah, 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 you know, and, and one of the tip, tips and techniques that I had to do when I first started um, channeling them was I was like, okay, slow down like like slow down i want to hear what you're saying but just slow it down because you're going speaking way too fast like <laughs> and then if you ask them to do it usually they will and then they'll just like okay and even their slow down speed is still really fast because like but yeah just get them like to calm down and slow down a bit and then usually you can it helps to to increase the connection and the communication with them and easier for us lower humans <laughs> to understand them <laughs> yeah do that do they usually have a message for you yeah they do they're not like spirit guide kind of messages usually because mm -hmm. that's what our spirit guides do but they they can be like a lot of the common messages are you know play and have more fun and be more like <laughs> us and be, yeah, and be more spontaneous and just be goofy and silly and you know, that's the more common messages, but they're not like spirit guides where spirit guides will help you with very specific areas of your life. Like, right. you know, your finances, your relationships, your career path, your, um, your purpose, your passions, your health. Like those are like spirit guide domains, like not domains, but you know what I mean? Like areas that they focus on where sprites, fairies, uh, dragons, things like that. They'll, mm -hmm. they'll more be like generic kind of you know, messages because they, they, they live their life. They do their thing where spirit guides are members of your soul family. So there's very um, specific on how they help you help a person with their evolution, with their growth, with their guidance in different mm. areas of their life. So totally different categories, totally different purposes. Right. I've, I've always wondered, Ken, now that we are moving into another, another energy, as people say, I guess into the fifth, um, how has things changed spiritually for you with all this movement? Well, you have to remember that I've been doing this since 2004, like a long time. So I've, I've kind of been through this evolution. And back in my days, late through the early days, <clears throat> this wasn't very common. And I, I use the analogy that I use is I say to people, I'd say, look at, look at yoga you know, back in the early 2000s, how common that was. Like, it was around, right? But now, it's like there's yoga everywhere. There's lots of people doing yoga from all sorts of different... And so it's a lot more... People are doing a lot more of these things um, that it's just much more common and accepted now mm -hmm. in, in this era, like 2022, where it's a similar kind of concept with spirituality. So people are a lot more open, and I'm loving it. And and I'm helping people with the awakenings, with their own awakenings, like, like by the masses, because I don't know about you, 
but like I don't know about you, D, but the way that our parents and grandparents did things just isn't working for us anymore. Like we have to do something different, and we have to do things different as a species, and in a more enlightened way, more from a place of love, and more from a place of purpose and passion and 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 enlightenment um, than our parents and grandparents is my kind of opinion. So I'm I. I really am excited to be a part of this and help people to buy the masses to really live a healthier, more in alignment kind of life that's beneficial to them and their kids and future generations. Because we really need to evolve as a species, you know, to 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 go in a healthier direction, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. So what are some of the messages you have gotten recently that really have maybe made you think or maybe made you hmm, want to change things from your guides? From So what I noticed in my early years was I felt really isolated and I <laughs> felt like the weirdo, like the uh, black sheep kind of person <laughs> who was like, you know, right? <clears throat> so one of the big messages I've been getting lately is that and I really do strongly feel this is that the way that we're progressing as a species is that channeling will be common. It will be like everybody, most everybody is doing it. And those ones that don't, we won't bash them or put them down, but this right. will be the majority. I strongly feel this and believe this. And my goal, uh, two things um, that are really coming to me lately is not just to help people be um, you know, channelers and spiritualists and practitioners and, you know, all that stuff. It's not just that, but I want them to be healthy. I want them to um, move in a direction where um, they're uh, healthier. They're, they're doing their own, he- they're doing healing work, whether they're with themselves, on themselves, and with other practitioners and healers out there. And so that they not just do this stuff, but they do it in a healthy way so that you know, it's attractive, right? When someone is doing this and they're having fun with it and they're healthy and they have, uh, they're prospering in all the areas of their life and they show that they have the fruit on the tree kind of concept and, and succeeding in their lives. Um, and that's, so that's one big message that I really emphasize to my students and I do it myself. Of course, I, I go for regular healing sessions and try to live a healthy life as much as possible. Um, and then the other part of it is building community and really, just like, come on, people, let's get together. You don't have to do this alone. There's lots of us out there and let's, you know, join arms and really support each other. And, and that's why I'm, I'm, you know, putting on like a spirit expo. And I, even over my zoom calls, I'm like, I tell my students, stay in touch with your classmates. And, and then after they, you know, they can join, I have uh, groups where they can join, where they can ask questions and it's a good, safe environment. And then I do all sorts of other kind of events where, uh, you know, I can keep my students so that they build that community. Like I have a mastermind group and, and this is like the people who've completed all my workshops and they're, they're, but like, you don't have to do this alone. Let's, let's, let's work together. And, and then I do public events where I just gather anyone from the public who wants to come out and, and join in and, and this stuff and have some fun and explore spirituality, explore channeling, explore what it's like to communicate with animals or whatever. Right. Like, just, right. Yeah. We don't have to do this alone anymore. We can all like just reach out to each other and support each other. And, and, you know, yeah. So that's, that's the big one is community and focus on being healthier and 
you know, if, if worse comes to worse and you don't do anything with spirituality, but you get healthier, then what a benefit to you and your mm-hmm. environment, your community, your children, your workplace, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, uh, all the spiritual stuff's all bonus. And it's so, so critical to do what we're really meant to do here and find our purpose, our passion and really pursue that. And that's what I try to do. And I live what I teach. And that's what I do on a regular basis. And just have fun with it. Have fun with life. Yeah. Well, that's so important. And I think that's something we need to teach ourselves because there's so much, there's so much stress in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, one people of my work, work and work, you know, that's one of my work, you know, one of my slogans is called spirituality is meant to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> And and the reason I developed this several years ago is because what I've noticed is that there's a lot of people that are so like heavy around spirituality and so serious around it. And don't get me wrong, there's a time and place for that. But if we can have fun a good portion of the time, like just think how much enjoyable this journey can be. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and you're and you're right, it is a good stress relief. So you've probably heard about hospitals where they do um, they'll have like comedians come in or mm-hmm. you know clowns yeah. or and it's called laughter therapy basically and the people the patients in the hospitals who attend these laughter therapy sessions actually they've shown this over and over where um, their their recovery rate is way quicker than those who don't attend. Mm-hmm. What if we added the same similar concept to spirituality and we had a little yeah. fun and humor and enjoyment and spirituality and and make that our lifestyle? Absolutely. I I am with you 100% right now because sometimes you go to classes and everybody's so serious and it's like, can we laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I need, to, I'm a Sagittarian. I need to laugh. <laughs> and that's, that's one thing I like about, like, I've listened to your podcast and I like how you like keep it light, you keep it, you laugh, you have fun, you enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah. And I, I really appreciate this. <laughs> we need more people that do this. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I love learning all about this stuff. It's fascinating to me. And, you know, I, it helps me get answers because I grew up with this. And mm-hmm. I was very lucky. And, you know, I watched my mom before she passed for years after I lost a sibling her life changed and she was unhappy and then she quit practicing everything. And it just, it caused so much sadness in her life because Mm -hmm. spirituality brought her so much happiness. You know, when I was 13, she took us to Edgar Casey's foundation in Virginia beach. You know, (laughs) who does Mm -hmm. that? You know, I know that's awesome. You know, my gift at 16 was a crystal ball and tarot cards. So, you know, that was my mom. (laughs) You know, and so it it did. Yeah. It, you know, when she was doing it, it brought her huge amounts of joy. So yeah, it, it should be and fun. That's, that's one of the things. Like I, I work. I don't necessarily too often work with uh, children. Like I sometimes, depending on age and all that. But mm-hmm. oftentimes, they don't have the attention span to you know sit through a you know a seven eight hour day at a full weekend workshop and stuff like that so um i more work with like the parents and the grandparents so that they can help their children and grandchildren and things like that and one of the coolest things that i've been noticing over the years with my students because they have children or grandchildren is that they're able to pass this on to their children and not make, make it like it's a weird thing but instead help the children to embrace 
and enhance and welcome and 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 say like, hey, it's cool. This is if you have these amazing spiritual abilities. Uh, you you you're more than welcome to accept them. But mm-hmm. and also on top of it, let's enhance them. Let's in, improve them. Let's like let's rock them and and do amazing things with these spiritual abilities. Because when you learn to hone them, you can do such amazing things. Uh, like with your life, with, you know, using them, using like a lot of people that come to me, they're empaths or highly sensitive people. And a lot of them come to me and they're like, oh, I just want to shut it down. I don't want to be so sensitive. I don't want to feel everybody's energy. How do I shut it down? I'm like, no, 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 please don't shut it down. It's a superpower. Once you learn how to hone it and as you get healthier and learn how to hone your abilities, you can use it to such great, amazing things. And to teach them that is such a life-changing thing. And then when yeah. they have children who are highly sensitive or empaths, then they could teach their children, hey, it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. And here's how you can use it for great things and wonderful things in your life. And yeah, it's just such a beautiful gift to pass on to the parents, to pass on to the children. Oh, yes, I agree. I think we should teach our kids it's okay. There's so many parents that would be like, like it has this wild imagination and I need to stop it. It's like, oh, no, don't stop it. <laughs> yeah, do the opposite and, like, encourage them and, and t- teach them how to hone their abilities and, and embrace them and welcome them. And, yeah, be like, let's play. Let's do it together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never had, you know, the opportunity to have kids, but that's what I would have done, man. We would have gun gone ho on that. I just think that's so important. <laughs> They would be in the garden. They'd be dancing in their little fairy costumes. And yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what you, What comes to my mind is fun. Yes. And that's the key. Like, let's have fun with it. Like, let's keep it light, keep it fun, even with the kids, you know. And, and of course, as adults, why can't we have fun as adults, too? And let that inner child right. out and dance and celebrate and live life and one of the things that I, I really encourage my students to do, and this is what I do and where I'm at in my journey, is eventually where I want to get all my students in their channeling abilities is where they can do it anytime, anywhere, mm-hmm. on the spot, in the moment, any environment, any situation, any circumstance. And it's just a natural everyday part of their life. So I kind of take the, um, you know, uh, or it doesn't need to be some weird thing. You can like, you know, I was a single father raising my daughter since she was five and now she's 20. And, you know, I still took her to the, you know, to uh, karate or I took her to, uh, you know, I was coaching her soccer, soccer team and, you know, doing all these things, taking her to volleyball and just being living a normal day, you know, having a day job and all that. Like I do this full time now, like that I was able to quit my day job, but, you know, I was just living an everyday kind of life and mm-hmm. make spirituality normal. Like it's just a normal, you can still live a normal, awesome life. And rock, rock spirituality, right? <laughs> right. Well, exactly. You know, yeah, absolutely. But some, we, we need teachers, you know, it's, it's very important to have teachers that yeah. dedicate their lives to teaching. You know, that opens, it's kind of like everybody has this little door in their third eye. And if someone can just open it a little bit, <laughs> you know, just by saying, you know, it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's okay if you don't pick up on something on this particular day. And it's okay if you do pick up on something. Let's just open that door so you can communicate and see and experience. Mm. And like you said, have fun with it. There's so much fun out there. 
Yeah, when I when I have a new student who's completely brand new to this and or even experienced people, I get people who've been doing this for 20 years and they're like, they've had so many trainings and then I teach them one little thing and then all of a sudden this aha moment comes over their face and I'm just like, yes, I'm like, there it is. They get it, like finally. And oh, it's just such a beautiful experience. And, and you're right, we do need more teachers that are doing this. And more more teachers that are like, it's okay. It's okay to do this and to live your everyday 3D world kind of life and be amazing at spirituality and integrate both together and just live an amazing life together. It doesn't have to be separate. And I've had so many of my students say, thank you, Ken, for saying this. Thank mm-hmm. you for telling me this. Because I thought when I joined this class that I'm going to have to like stop doing like, you know, raising my kids or quit my job. And I'm like, no, 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 please, please. Keep raising your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Do not quit your job. And I'm going to show you how to take this spiritual stuff that I'm teaching you and just like live it and integrate it into your your family life, your home life, your community, your work life, your health life, your every area of your life. You can you can do this. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'll show you. And then they're like, okay, let's go. (laughs) Buckle buckle up and we're on for the ride. (laughs) Well, exactly. You know, I mean, I understand at times, of course, you, you know, at times you have to be serious and very concentrated and things. But, you know, even our spirit guides have senses of humor. Yeah, yeah. I literally just finished uh, my channeling level one workshop with uh, with a group, and uh, this one lady who was channeling her spirit guides is like, "Oh yeah, I have a, a comedic kind of guide who's telling me this and being fun mm-hmm. and all that, and wants me to like loosen up a bit more and it's being all silly and goofy." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's because you you need it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to loosen up oh, and yes. have a bit more fun." Oh yes, like um, I told you before, I fired mine, and they have their little funny ways of whacking you and. <laughs> saying okay you fired us watch this yeah i, I, don't I said recommend i was sorry it. really fast <laughs> yeah what's really neat about our spirit guides is my experience has been like like so i used to be in it and i switched mm-hmm. careers in 2009 to dedicate my life to this full-time and that's what i've done and and, and i'm doing full-time now and so um what I've noticed training thousands of people over the years is that most people have somewhere between three to five spirit guides during any one season of their life. Mm-hmm. And the two main things that I help people do is I help them to identify which guide is which. And so they know um, which guide they're communicating with. And the second thing that I help them to do is to extract very, like how to get very detailed, specific information from their guides. That's very practical, pragmatic, very useful for them. Mm-hmm. And so um, each one of our guides helps us with a different area of our life. So what I teach my students how to do is how to actually connect with each one of their guides and get to know what I call their energy signatures. And what's really mm-hmm. cool is our spirit guides, they're just as real as you and I are, just in non-physical form. And we finally have technology that can capture them on camera, like you might have seen them on those, those, like those ghost hunter shows and stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. The technology is still in its infancy, but as technology improves over the next 5-10 years, we will be able to capture spirit guides in even more detail. And the reason I tell my students is this is because what you experience when you connect with your spirit guides is real. You're not making it up. And right. it can finally be captured with current technology where way back in 2004, they didn't have that technology. Right. And I'd be like, no, your spirit guides are real. And they're like, sure, Ken, sure, looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> no, they really are. But we can finally capture them with current technology. And our spirit guides... 
uh, once you get to know them and their energy signature and how they're mm-hmm. here to help you, they actually want to help you in every single area of your of your life. Like I mentioned earlier, like your passions, your purpose, your health, your relationships, your finances, your career path, your mm-hmm. soul's purpose, and on and on and on. And then when you connect with them and learn how to actually receive detailed direction and guidance from them, they can actually make help you make major strides and improvements in your life to better your life rather than just kind of you know, general information, but like, let's get real practical about it. Let's make it useful. Mm-hmm. And, and let's, you know, uh, get really detailed information about how they're here to help, help each individual with their, them and their lives. And yeah, some of them are fun guides. Like not all, not everyone has a fun guide, but a lot, mm-hmm. quite a few of my students do. And I'm like, yeah, cause they want you to like lighten up and have a bit more fun <laughs> in your life. <laughs> Probably my guides are much more serious than theirs. Uh, no, you have you have one that's kind of uh, has a pretty good sense of humor about. Yeah, you have a fun guide. Of course, I mean I'm a sad. Can I have a question to ask you? Animal guides or animal spirit guides? How do you feel about them? Do you communicate with them as well? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, in my channeling level two workshop, a bit more advanced level, I teach people how to connect with an animal spirit guide or a totem animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and actually they do exist and they are real yeah. and they exist in a different reality, but they are just as real as you and I are. And our, our animal spirit guides, they actually help us in a different capacity than our spirit guides who are members of a soul family who reside in the astral, but they're super useful, super powerful when you learn how to connect with them and you learn how to like, what are they here for? How they're here to assist us. It's, it's beautiful. They're wonderful. I love them. I had a, a, a black panther named Siri, who is, who is my totem animal for the mm-hmm. longest time. And she's just amazing, amazing, like animal to connect with. And she was following me around everywhere and loved to connect with me all the time. Aww. Yeah. And, and kind of like a cat, though, had a little bit of an attitude. You know, cats are right. They oh, yes. have their own oh, yes. Personality. She wasn't too bad, except sometimes when I would ignore her and not give her enough attention. And she's like, hey, what about me? I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you my attention. <laughs> now, your animal guides, they change throughout your life, don't they? They can, yes. Yeah. 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 Very well done. Yeah. So sometimes we have a guide, an animal spirit guide or a totem animal, which, you know, um, and then they can be with us for a season of our life and then they might change. Yeah. And sometimes they can be with us for a long time or or a short period of time. But then, yeah, sometimes um, another guide could come in. One thing I've learned about spirituality that um, I try to really emphasize with my students is it's not always black and white, like always this and never that. Um, there are exceptions. Oftentimes there's, you know, shades of gray, there's, um, different times. So I'm always very careful about saying always. So like, I, I won't say something right. like, you know, you have a, always have a spirit guide, uh, animal spirit guide that's with you forever or something like that. And, and if it was true and that was true, I would actually say that. But I, what I have the ability to do and what I teach my students to do is actually check. And sure enough, uh, you're right. You're right, Dee, that what happens is sometimes uh, we'll get another spirit, uh, an, another animal spirit guide that comes in for another season of our life to help us in a different capacity than the previous one did. So that's true. So I was just wondering what made you ask that question? Well, I had, I, I had a soul retrieval done mm-hmm. um, about two years ago. 
And for, when I was dancing, I, I do believe I had a, a different animal guide. And then all of a sudden, I just fell in love with barn owls. Obsessed mm. with barn owls. And during my soul retriever, Tribal, um, I actually felt an owl in its wings laying on my chest. So Aww. ever since then, I, you know, I've become real familiar with the owl. And I absolutely, of course, I connect with animals. I love animals, as you can tell. But, mm-hmm. you know, I instantly always think of him every day. Mm-hmm. And I always yep. think, and I call him him. I know it's a him. It's definitely a male, yeah. And I love him so much. <laughs> it's like, I bought a pair of earrings that look like it. <laughs> I've thought about like, it lo- too. <laughs> you know, I love he's this. like, I love you too. So yeah. you had another spirit animal before that? I believe I did. I believe I had a couple. And I believe dance-wise, I think one was a Giselle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's accurate, yeah. Yeah, and I was... And right now you... What's Go up? Go ahead. And right now, yeah, you do have an owl. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm so glad that you you discovered it because a lot of people, they will have a totem animal and not realize that they, that they do. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing about it is not just knowing that you have one, but actually connecting and communicating with it on a regular basis to as to how this totem animal is here to help you and um, how to assist you, how they want to assist you because they all have their own unique ways. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind if my students go and like look on the internet or one of those animal spirit guide books as to like, they're very generic, the descriptions, mm-hmm. but it can give some suggestions and ideas, but even more powerful is to actually learn how to connect with your totem animal to actually get very specific on like let's say there's you know ten people in a lineup and all ten have a bear a bear as a spirit animal is like does that mean that that if I read on the internet that it says oh this is what a bear does that it's true for all ten of them it right. might might be but it might not be so let's figure out okay if you, all ten of you have a bear as a, a spirit animal let's figure out how each one is each person or each animal each bear is here to help them with each person so individualized and and customized to that person is, is, you know, that that's what I would prefer my students to learn. Mm-hmm. And then if they want to read anything on the internet about it, that just to, how to filter through what's accurate for them with right. that spirit animal and what's what's not applicable so that they can really get to know their animal spirit guide even better. Uh, that would make complete sense. Because mm-hmm. I think each animal has a, such a lesson or is trying to teach you and they're there for you. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I'm getting right now from your owl animal spirit guide is he really wants you to like fly. Like I keep seeing him like showing <laughs> me the, the the image in my mind is like him spreading his wings mm-hmm. and just soaring. Like, 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 let's get you soaring, girl. Let's get you to soar. You know? Yeah. 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 And it's in funny. Your life and your destiny. It's really funny, funny that what? you said that because I'm, I've decided recently to change my life completely. Oh, yeah, it's taken it's going to take a little more courage and a little bit more sacrifice. <laughs> but in order to be happy, I have to change. So well, he's liking the change. Good. <laughs> and he's, he's liking <laughs> he, he's like I keep getting this like uh, 
it's more of a feeling. So this is called clairsentient, the feelings. Like it's more of a feeling is what I'm getting from him is the, like the takeoff, you know, the motion when you just take off on a runway on a, on an airplane and, or, a, yeah. you know, a motor, motorbike or something like that. And you just feel this like push forward. Absolutely. And that's the, the, the feelings I'm getting from him. It's like that, like, and, but it's a takeoff kind of feeling. It's not a, you know, on the ground kind of feeling. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe on the ground for a bit and then take off, right? Like yes. kind of like a plane or, you know, a, a yeah. drone or something like that. Like, let's, let's take that. Let's take off. Or... It's well, yeah. Exciting. You, you know, it's like the little, little model airplanes. That's what I get the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to clarify. It's not a jumbo jet. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, he's got That's a good cute. sense of humor and he's very sweet. He does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's very loving. This 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 particular one that came in is extremely protective and loving. Mm-hmm. And I like him a lot. Yeah, me me too. I'm so excited. See, isn't isn't this fun? Like yeah. isn't this like I I live, breathe, eat, sleep this stuff. Like this is my life. I just decided way back in early 2004 to dedicate my life to this. And and then when I when I quit um, when I switched careers from IT to doing this full time in mm-hmm. 2009, I'm like, no, it's like I, I was dabbling with it in the evenings and weekends. But I was like, no, I need to make this my life. Yeah. Like, this is this is this is my soul's purpose mm-hmm. is to help people learn how to do this and just dedicate my whole life to this. Yeah, I've been running into a lot of new people in my life that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a sign. It's inspiring. Yeah, I, and I think it's so important. And Ken, how do you feel about loved ones coming back with their messages? I'm talking to a lot of people that have been having a lot of messages from loved ones that have passed over recently. Yeah, so this is what's called mediumship. So a little bit different than channeling a, um, a spirit guide. It's called mediumship. I teach this in my channeling level two workshop, and it's actually a really cool. Um, people can people can channel their loved ones. They can, and it's mm-hmm. it's. Um, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's a lot simpler than people think. And and you're right. It is. Um, I'm not going to say that it's more common now um, that the loved ones are coming through. Instead, I'm going to say that. The people that are incarnated on Earth right now, the seven of the of the seven billion people, it's a lot more prevalent. A lot more mm. people have the um, awareness and abilities to connect with their loved ones than, let's say, fifty or hundred years ago. So it, it, I'm so like, and I am checking this now. I'm channeling it. So I channel all the time, and I'm actually checking this now. I'm mm. like, is it more? Is it more common for loved ones to come through now? It's like, no. It's the people that are, are more aware of it now. Okay. So. That's why you're getting more and more people that are, hey, I keep getting this loved one that's coming through or my my grandma or, you know, whoever mm-hmm. it is that, you know, it's because there, there's a lot more people that are more awake now than, you know, like kind of kind of similar to what I mentioned about the yoga, yeah. just, you know, more people. Yeah. Same thing with spirituality. So it's just more people that are awareness, I guess. <laughs> spiritual sure. awareness. Yeah. And how about aliens? Yeah, so I definitely channel aliens. I teach my students how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not really a big deal. Like it's, um, they're people like you and I, except for incarnated on a different planet. I actually take um, my students through in my channeling level one workshop. I take them through 
uh, past life regression on this planet, where they've actually get to experience what it's like to live a past life on this planet. And the reason why I do this is because so many of my students were wanting me to take it, take them through this on a one-on-one basis. So I'm like, why don't I just add this in my workshop and just everybody who takes my workshops gets to experience what it's like to live a past life. And this helps in many different ways is because then they, they get like, you know, they may have heard of reincarnation, but do they really believe it? So once they experience it, they're like, wow, I really have lived past lives before. (laughs) Okay. I do believe in reincarnation (laughs) and it is a real thing. And then it helps with a lot of things in my later workshops. But then guess what else I do, D, after that? What? I take them through a past life where they've actually lived a past life on another planet. And it's so wild. Like, you should see the, like, the stuff that people experience. And I channel mm-hmm. and I check. I'm like, yeah, that's really where you incarnated. You incarnated on this different planet. And yes, you were this different species on a different planet. And, you know, this, what's the culture like? What's the environment like? What, how, what's the society like there? And, and then what can you take back from that past life and bring it to this present lifetime and utilize it for the good, for your benefit? And, and just really cool stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely um, not only do I believe in aliens, um, <laughs> I teach my students how to channel them. And also that, wow. you know, pretty much all of us have incarnated on another planet before. So, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. We're aliens too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the universe is an amazing place. So, you know, the higher power, we're all part of it. Yeah. And it's so vast. And there's so many planets out there. How, you know, who are we to say that we're the only species? Like, there's, what is there, like trillions of stars mm-hmm. just in the Milky Way. And where if there's trillions of stars in the Milky Way, there's trillions of galaxies in the universe with trillions of stars in it, with, you know, trillions of planets around those stars and on and on, right? Like, there's so many possible, like, it would... It would be almost impossible not to have life on another planet. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. And in reincarnation, I think people are beginning to realize and have a lot of people now when I talk to them, they, they talk about memories and they know mm-hmm. that they've had another lifetime. I know when I traveled, gosh, I traveled back and forth to Turkey four times. Right. And when I was done, I was done. I was like, oh. Well, I'm done. That part of me is done. And it was like one of those past life things that I had to do that. I had to go. I had to yeah. to cut everything off. And when I came back, I felt like a weight of the shoulder. It was gone. Mm. The last time it was really interesting. But was really interesting what led up to that. I dreamt about being Romani in oh. in France in World War II and gassed in a truck. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know they were gassed in a truck. You know, I was 22 years old when I had that dream. I wasn't aware of that. I knew about the Holocaust. I knew about the Jews and the Polish. But the Romani, I didn't even think about that. Right. Until then, I yeah. went to California and met my teacher at that point. And continued my dance studies. So yeah, that's really fascinating that you said something about reincarnation. So yeah, and you know, one of the things when I first learned how to do it, like um, a lot of people when they do reincarn um, past life regression and reincarnation, all that stuff, when they do that, 
Um, and there's nothing wrong with this, but a lot of what people do is they'll go into, you know, the, the bad past lifetimes and this and that. And again, that could be very helpful, very useful, very mm-hmm. healing, and all that. Uh, what I do in my workshops is I try to keep things light and fun, especially in that environment, you know. Right. And so what I'll do is I'll take them through a positive past lifetime that they've had because we've had, you know, ones that were more positive than others, of course. Sure, yeah. Um, and then I, I allow them, uh, I allow their soul to take them to where it's a past life that's most needed the most so that they can go into that past lifetime and retrieve what's the most important positive attributes, characteristics, skills, uh, traits, and all that other stuff to bring forward into this present lifetime so that we can bring it and use it kind of as a, like in addition to, you know, a, 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 a supplement, uh, an add-on to what we're doing in our life right now in a positive way. Yeah. So there's, there's yeah. And, and the, I keep getting that the reason you needed to go to Turkey was because there's something that, that I call, it's called land anchors. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know how people are like drawn to a certain part of the world or oh, maybe absolutely. another city or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, I feel like I just need to go there. I need to, but it can also be unhealthy, right? Because mm-hmm. then you're, you're not able to be fully present in the location you're at. So that's what's called a land anchor. And oftentimes it's like you said, it's because we've had past lives there. And so once you clear that, you're like, oh, okay, I can let that go now. Yeah. Like I had that experience, but it's not where I'm currently living in this present lifetime. So let's, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you did it the way that you did it is perfectly fine, where you actually visited several times until the, the last time you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm good. I'm yeah. clear. And you are, you are clear. I'm checking right now. Like you're fine. You're good with it now. And, and that's where past lives can carry forward into this present lifetime. Um, some good, some not so good, but let's clear that if the ones that aren't serving, things that aren't serving us anymore. Yeah. And I think, and for some reason, I always thought after that fourth time that led me up to that, helped relieve the stresses I had before I went there. And those stresses mm-hmm. came from, I think, that lifetime. And then once yeah, they were it resolved, did, yeah. it's like, woohoo! then i danced for about 15 more years and said i'm retiring see you later (laughs) (laughs) and and i'm glad you said dance because like professional you know like like dance and all that and what i love about channeling is everybody channels even if they don't know that they do it everybody Mm -hmm. does to, to some extent and and a really obvious ones of people who channel that don't always know that they do it are musicians and athletes that are in the zone and dancers Mm. and you know um artists that make you know uh writers when they get in that zone Mm. and they're just channeling and and i could go on and on and on what i do is i teach people how to do this intentionally on purpose so first of all bring it to their consciousness their awareness that oh that's what I'm doing when I'm in that state. Oh, okay. How can I do this purposely? And then how can I do this all the time and knowing, know what I'm doing, who I'm connecting with, who I'm channeling and how Mm -hmm. to actually do this on purpose. And it's super cool because so many people already do it. They just don't know that they do it. So let's teach you actually Mm -hmm. how you're doing it and then take those skills and enhance them even further beyond anything you can imagine. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really interesting that you said that because when I danced for so many years, dance, when I was moving and dancing, I felt it brought me closer to God. Yeah. To the higher being, you know, 
I felt that and I knew what was going on. And then and that's where the depression after I stopped dancing for a living that happened because Mm. I couldn't channel that for a while. I couldn't find that, you know, (laughs) I was like, gosh, okay, I'll dance in the living room. Okay. I'm dancing. But, but, but now I'm not teaching dance. I'm not, I'm not a dancer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and I I had to find a different outlet. Yeah. I had to sit down and quiet my mind so I could connect again. And what if, hypothetically, that state that you were in when you were dancing, what if you could be that in that same same state all the time and it's just a normal, everyday part of your life, no matter what you're doing, whether you're watching TV, going to the grocery store, driving a vehicle, going for a walk, you know, hanging out with friends at work. It doesn't matter the environment. You're just always channeling and you're all connected and it's just mm-hmm. a state of and like, don't get me wrong, I go through my ups and downs and I go through stress sure. and other things like that. But in general, that's the way I live my life. And that's what I teach my students, because we can channel all the time. We can be in a state the majority of the time. And, and when we're not, when we get out of that state, we can like relatively quickly get back into that state. And what a joyous way to live, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want a Sagittarius driving a car in that state, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I always recommend, I say to my students, please, please do channel everywhere. However, if you're driving a vehicle, highly recommended. You don't have to, but highly recommended. Please keep your eyes open. And, oh, by the way, if anyone, you know, I won't deny if I, if anyone says, you know, can send a channel and keep my eyes closed. I, I'm like, no, I said keep your eyes open. <laughs> I, I did warn you. <laughs> and I do. I, I channel while I'm driving. I really do. I Like, I'll, mm-hmm. you know, um, back when my dad was my spirit guide, he's not anymore. But, you know, he'd be sitting in the seat beside me and we'd be having full-blown conversations on long car rides, car rides or even short ones, you know. Yeah. Even ones to the grocery store. And I was just like, hey, Dad, what's up? And he'd we'd be chatting away and people you know pull up at a, at a red light and they'd look over and they go wow that guy's weird he's talking to himself i'm like no i'm not talking to myself it's my dad don't you see him he's sitting right beside me i'm not talking to myself you should make a movie about your life ken <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah if we could only you know Take uh, some sort of modern technology, plug in my mind, and put it up on It'd a projector and let the world see. Wouldn't that? Yeah, wouldn't that be? I don't know if that would be great because it would be kind of twisted, but in a fun way. It would be amazing. <laughs> now, Ken, you also do readings, don't you? You also do channeling yeah, so, readings. Um, I have like over the years, while I was raising my daughter as a full-time single parent, and. I was, um, you know, working a full-time day job in the evenings mm-hmm. and weekends. I was taking lots and lots of trainings, uh, workshops, retreats, all sorts of trainings from all sorts of, you know, leaders in the industry and stuff like that. And o- over the time, I, I actually, like, it really, I like, I have stacks of healing modalities and all that. So I include that in my sessions if the person wants it. So we'll do some of that. And the bigger thing that I do is I actually teach my students in the one-on-ones that I do how to channel, how to connect with their guides, how to actually, so everything that I do is all about empowering my students. Um, Yes, can I do readings? Yes, of course. Do I do readings? Um, I I do do readings with my students in the the one-on-ones when I'm teaching them, Mm -hmm. and I help them to teach them how to do it because my whole goal is to get all my students to a place in their life where they can do do this 
eventually without me. I want to empower them. I want to give them the tools where they can do this without me so that they can do it anywhere on the spot in their life, any, any environment. And they're not always like last thing the world needs is a whole bunch of dependence. I want to empower my students on how to do this. And, and I, I love it because I te- I've taught so many of my students that are doing what I can do. And mm-hmm. now that they're at a point in their spiritual journey where they're doing things that are way beyond I could even imagine. I'm like, what? You're doing that with channeling? That is so cool. I never even thought of that. And what? You too? You're doing this? Oh my goodness. That is so amazing. <laughs> and I want that for my students. I want them to stand yeah. on my shoulders and do even greater things with, with what I teach them. And if I could be that that instigator, that catalyst to help them do even more amazing things. Like how, how cool is that? Like how much pride and how proud can I feel for that person to do such amazing things? And I don't have this scarcity mentality. Like I really don't. Like yeah. I know some people out there, they're, they, they want to keep this stuff to themselves. And I'm like, no, I have this complete opposite. Like Absolutely. I will teach you everything I know. I'm not going to hide anything. I'm not going to keep anything to myself. Mm-hmm. I want you to know everything that I know about channeling and spirituality so that you could take this and do even more amazing things with it and help so many more people too, if that's your calling and that's your desire. And some people I have, they just want to learn channeling for their own good, for their own um, personal needs. And they don't want to do it with to, to help anyone else or do it with anyone else. They just want to do it for self-improvement and that's fine too. And they're all welcome. Everybody's welcome. And I just really want to empower people and teach them how to do it. So it's time to find that. I love it. Yeah. Oh, well, Ken, you are definitely a bright light and wow, you are a true teacher and I'm very humbled that you came on my show and I'd like to thank you. And how do people get a hold of you, Ken? Uh, the name, first of all, you're welcome. I'm really glad I could be here. The The name of my company is called Channeling Inc., Channeling Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And the name of my website is channelinginc.com. So just really that simple. I'm all over all social media. So if you just search my name, Ken Lewicki, L-E-W-I-C-K-I, that's L-E-W-I-C-K-I. And you search me on any social medias, you'll see me there. I'm the first one there. I, I post everywhere. And I don't hide what I do. I put myself out there because, you know, I I just think of where would I be if in the early 2000s, 2004, I had someone like me that could help, you know, help me back then. Where would I be now? And so the name of my company is channelinginc.com. And you go to that website, there's one-on-one sessions, there's intro workshops, there's all sorts of other events that I do where like the Ask Ken show and I do mm-hmm. readings with Ken's mentees where I have my some of my students that are on there that do readings for others just as a free kind of thing, just for fun, just to put it out there and get back to the community, get back to the you know, the, uh, all the people out there. And then I also have my full certification workshops, like my channeling level one workshop, which I do recommend people do. And like you mentioned earlier, the prices are very affordable and it's fun. It's interactive. And yeah, I just learned so much. It comes with a 50 plus page manual, each level of workshop, um, 50 plus pages. It's super thorough, super comprehensive. And uh, yeah, you'll learn, everyone will learn so much. So yeah, that's how you get a hold of me. Well, Ken, you've been an amazing guest, and I hope at some point you'll want to come back. I would love to. That would be great. Yeah, I appreciate I think so you too. having me on. Of yeah. Course. You have an amazing night, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Have an amazing day, everyone. It was great talking to you all. Thank you so much.